back. Hopefully you've had a fantastic Halloween, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, everything in between, birthdays, anniversaries, anything that you had going on personally. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Brandon Lachance. We had a lot of things going on personally, work-wise, career-wise, edge of your seat-wise. We've had a lot going on in the last month, so we kind of had to take a break, regroup, get everything together, and here we are. But for real, we were slammed with family gatherings, including my birthday, again, I'm Brandon Lachance, which was October 20th. Edge of Your Seat podcast turned four on October 21st. We had state championship games with Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio, and Byron both winning state titles, which was awesome. My mom had a birthday. Thanksgiving, of course. Huge family ordeal. I became the editor of the Amboy News with new duties, which added about 20 hours of work every week. Gotta love that. Went to WWE Survivor Series. Then the following day, WWE House Show. Been refereeing basketball games six days a week, all kinds of tournaments. Still getting new podcast chats. I've been talking to three, four people almost every week and editing shows, editing the chats. So, whew, what a 2023. We're going to go out with a bang. Excited for 2024, but we still got about a month left. Today being Friday, December 8th. We're in December, just the beginning Edge of Your Seat Podcast is going to be putting on the full court press, the blitz, pulling the goalie, aiming for the green, all those other sports cliches you can think of for Edge of Your Seat Podcast in the month of December. I've already said it twice, but how about one more time? I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. Edge of Your Seat Podcast here. You can catch our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www dot rss dot com backslash podcast that is with an s it's plural backslash edge of your seat podcast socials you know we're there facebook edge of your seat podcast twitter or x as it's now called edge of your seat p if you want to link with me on the personals it is brandon lachance on facebook lachance looks like la chance and on X slash Twitter, it is at LaChance Writer. Again, L-A Chance. On all of the sites, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere else that you see Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please like, share, follow, refollow, star, a million stars, comment, review, all the lingo, all the things. Please help us move up the algorithms and... Of course, help us do what we're doing. That is spotlighting Northern and Central Illinois in any way possible. If you have any questions, suggestions, you would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or guest said, or you like to advertise with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, much love, appreciation to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions for the creation of the beautiful, mesmerizing, amazing intro and outro beat created for Edge of Your Seat podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank, 19 branches in Northern and Central Illinois. They do their thing. They're great people. They know all the banking policies, how to help you. They can help you with everything, CDs, loans, checking, saving. I could keep going. CDs. I could probably still keep going. But you get the drift. Hit up First State Bank near you. You won't be disappointed. I've been banking with them since 2011. That is 12 years. I have never wanted to go to another bank. I've always been happy with the services, with the help, with where my money is. I've always felt comfortable. I recommend the same for you. Hit up First State Bank. In lieu of Dreamwave Wrestling. Holding a double shot weekend that is today, December 8th, with Uprising, the first ever all-woman Dreamwave wrestling show. It is going to be fantastic. I've looked at the card. I've seen a lot of the women's wrestlers before. It's going to be amazing. Going to be exciting. 
Then Saturday, December 9th, which is tomorrow, the always famous, always interesting, always action-packed, good as gold, which features the 30-man rumble, battle royal. Probably battle royal is a better way to explain it, but it is awesome. I was there last year for it. It was a great time. Now they're going to have another one and also taking place at Good As Gold is the championship, Dream Wave championship match between two friends of Edge of Your Seat podcast in the champ, Christian Rose, and the wannabe champ, the guy that is going to try to take it away from Christian Rose, Michael Hartenbauer. Should be a great match. The two know each other. Fans of Dream Wave Wrestling know them. They've been around forever. They're great wrestlers. And this championship match is going to be super cool, super exciting. So in lieu of that, Uprising, the first ever all-women's wrestling show of Dream Wave, and Good as Gold with the Battle Royal and the Dream Wave Championship match, Double Shot Weekend. So Edge of Your Seat Podcast wants to celebrate the fantastic wrestling weekend with a double shot of its own, Dream Wave style. So this episode, 308, is going to feature Brittany Brooks, the first ever women's champion who is going to headline main event, the first ever women's wrestling show tonight. She earned the crown in October, and this is going to be her first title defense. Going to be awesome. I'm super excited for her, and she lets you know how excited she is on this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Then, on episode 309, which will come out tomorrow, Saturday, December 9th, will be Dreamwave Day 1, longtime announcer, Adam Bontz. Had a great conversation with him, filled filled us in on all kinds of cool wrestling stuff that he's seen behind the scenes, seen as you've seen it at the shows. It was a great conversation. I am anxious for you to hear that one, just like I'm anxious, just like I'm anxious for you to hear Brittany Brooks. But on this episode, 308, we got some appetizers, some hors d'oeuvres. Bring in some segments that we haven't done in a while, like keeping it rolling, watching movies, watching TV shows. We'll talk about a few, then we'll rank the ones that, you know, I've watched, pull them aside. I kind of watch them in order, not like, a, hey, I'm on a list or hey, whatever. But whatever I watch, I'll write down And then, like, that's the order that they come in. I don't like, hey, I want to put this one with this one. Nothing like that. Whatever I'm watching, I write down on a list, and bam. So, the titles that we got today, I haven't watched in quite a while. But I remember them. I got a great memory. And we'll chat about them. Because I've been watching a lot of cool stuff lately. And then we'll also have Mix and Match, which we pull some topics that are must-chat. Even if they're a little older, we got to bring them out. Put them in mix and match. That's what we're going to do before we hear from the champ, Brittany Brooks. But before then, how about a word with First State Bank? Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FFB's Premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Keeping it rolling movie-wise, like I said, it's been a while. We've been watching a lot of stuff. Now we got to chat about them. Kind of went all over the mat for a little bit here. Started with a 2022 documentary on Netflix, Goldbeck Hostage Crisis. So the documentary came out in 2022, but the event took place in Germany in 1988, where these guys pretty much kidnapped people and had them in like a trolley, a bus, in the middle of a downtown city, big city, 
in Germany. People are all around, reporters coming up, talking to them, and nothing like this would happen in society today, whether it's America or another country, especially in Germany, Russia, whatever, they're getting shot really fast. But in 1988, I guess they tried to save their lives or spare their lives for as long as they could. Craziness. Like I said, it was just a different time and different media, different sharing of things. People in America really didn't even know about it much. If something like that happens today, we know about it probably within 10 to 20 minutes. Somebody's going to link a video. Somebody's going to put it on X slash Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be shared, relinked, followed, whatever, all the lingo to everybody all over the country of Earth <laughs> or the planet Earth. Just try to figure out a country to say, but how about Earth? Global, everywhere. Everybody's going to know about it. So it was just weird to see how that unfolded. Also watched from 2012, Silver Linings Playbook. I actually really liked it. Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence play adults that have some stuff going on. Um, mentally different, got different ideas of how life goes from, I'm not even saying normal because there is really no normal, just a little more out there than people would like. I mean, a lot of us know people that are just like them and they're normal people. So I'm not saying that they're different or anything like that. But in this movie, how they're framed, you know, they got things going on. And they're awesome. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence are great in this movie together. They're great how they interact with their family members. Plus some of the supporting cast, Chris Tucker, Julia Stiles, Robert De Niro. Just crush it. It's a great movie. Really surprised that I had not seen it. I watched it in 20... 23, so that's 11 years after the movie was made. And I never even heard about it until I saw it. Even crazier. The Goonies, it's a classic. 1985, if you've never seen The Goonies, you're shortchanging yourself of life. It is, again, a classic, iconic, one of those 80s movies that just shoot to the top when you say, hey, you know, about genres or about eras, what's some popular 1980s movies? If... The person you are asking is a movie buff or just even a casual fan. They're going to throw in the Goonies within the top five to ten selections that they say. I'm sure Breakfast Club, some Molly Ringwald movies, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, things of that nature are going to get tossed in there. And so is the Goonies. It's an adventure movie with kids. You got creepy bad people. You got somebody that you think is bad who turns out to be awesome a.k.a. Sloth, one of my favorite characters in movies ever. Just a solid, solid action-adventure 1985 movie. I did stick with the 80s for at least this selection, and I already mentioned them. Indiana Jones, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, Harrison Ford. I went and seen the newest Indiana Jones movie that had just came out at that time. So, you know, I had to go back and at least watch the first one. Raiders of the Lost Ark, great adventure movie. You got a scientist, a professor who can do it with the best of them, can run to the mountains, can, you know, mess with the bad guys, can have people shoot at him. He doesn't get hit. That's Indiana Jones. Just a stud. Other selection, 1993's Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan. I had to bust this one out. Some people had never heard of it, never, never seen it before. So I'm like, hey, check out Hulk Hogan, 1993, not at the height of his prime in wrestling. I mean, it started, Hulkamania started in like 1984, 1983-ish, somewhere around there. 1993, it's starting to die down, leaves WWF, goes to WCW, things change, but he was still a huge star at this point in 1993, tries the movie Hollywood route, doesn't really work. Mr. Nanny needed some work, but as a kid, I remember watching it and, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. So I guess it's just your age group, you know, your love for Hulk Hogan and your dislike for Hulk Hogan and how you feel about that. But I recommend go check out all these. Whether I say good or bad things, I mean, what is an hour and a half, two hours to go check out something you've never seen before? But here are my rankings. I'll start from the bottom to the top with these five. Again, 
just things that I've watched, no certain order, just watched them. I wrote them down on a list in the order that I watched them. That's the only order there is. And that's where we get our topics, our chat conversation for Keep It Rolling. Number five, Mr. Nanny. No offense to Hulk Hogan. I still love the dude. Still like watching him. One of the best promos in wrestling history. One of the biggest merchandise sellers. One of the biggest icons. You know, all those things. However, as a star trying to go in that, uh, I guess we'll go with the Arnold Schwarzenegger kindergarten cop role. That's kind of what he tried to do here. Something like that. Just wasn't on that level. Just not a good actor. The supporting cast wasn't great. I love George Jefferson. He was like Hulk Hogan's right-hand man. Just a weird fit. Go check it out. See Hulk Hogan in 1993. Number four, the Goldback Hostage Crisis. It was okay, but like I said, technology from 1988 compared to now, the way things were done, there was a lot of whys. Like, why did they do that? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they just shoot the people that had the hostages and it was over. They had them by gunpoint. They had them in the middle of downtown. They had one sniper could have took out all of them real quick. Maybe it's the call of duty in me. Maybe it's just knowing that that could have happened and they didn't do that. And it took a long, long, long time. And they let journalists walk straight up to them, talk to them, tell their story word for word of everything. They were not quiet or discreet. Whatever they wanted to say, they said to these journalists who then turn around and told the globally, told the news circuit, told everybody and nothing happened for quite a while. And they just had these hostages just chilling. I will never understand that process. So I really didn't care as much for the documentary, even though it was cool to enlighten me because I'd never even heard about this. Never knew it took place. I mean, 1988, I'm three years old. However, I took every history class my high school had to offer. I was a history minor for my first year in college. Never heard of any of this. Study stuff. I pay attention to the news. I'm a journalist. Like I'm into the news very, very, very much so. And never heard about this whatsoever. Number three, Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, great movie. Bradley Cooper, one of my top actors of now-ish. You know, the the 2010s, the 2020s. I'm really fond of Bradley Cooper's work. Jennifer Lawrence, you know, Mockingbird fame, super cool, worked really well. I love Chris Tucker, love Robert De Niro, Julia Stiles. I had a huge crush on her when I was in high school, just saying. Great cast, the movie, you could relate to it. And it was funny and kept you moving, kept you laughing, paying attention, interested. It was a really, really solid movie. However, I'm an 80s kid, grew up watching The Goonies, grew up watching Indiana Jones, Those are like two things that are stuck inside of me, I guess. I mean, it's 2023 and I'm just randomly turning on the Goonies and Indiana Jones. So just saying, got Goonies at number two, Indiana Jones at number one. It was really, really tough to rank one and two, but Indiana Jones is, you know, one of those characters. If you were born in the 70s, 80s, maybe even early 90s, you know, Indiana Jones was one of your main characters, main, I don't want to say role model or icon, but just that character, that movie influence that you wanted to go check out. Indiana Jones was on the top of a lot of people's lists and not just dudes and not just young, not just old, all demographics. He appealed to absolutely everyone. The stories, Harrison Ford as a dude, because he was a dude, he's a man's man. Plus I'm sure for women, he's attractive. He could relate to kids because it's adventure just everything that you wanted in kind of a superhero model in 1981, Indiana Jones fit that. So of course, we're going to go with Indiana Jones. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes with speed packages starting at $35 a month. You'll get a free modem, free expert insulation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. If you haven't checked Surf Internet recently, jump on over to surfinternet.com and input your address to see if they can serve your home with their ultra-fast internet. 
Surf Internet is expanding their service area. Head over right now, once again, surfinternet.com to check your address for the ultra fast fiber internet or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Mix and match, we got some little bit of everything to talk about. Some sports, some RIPs. They're always tragic, but always enjoy honoring people that, you know, you grew up watching or paying attention to on whatever, you know, different stage it is. Got a little bit of everything here. So let's just jump right into this. We're going to start with the RIPs. Bobby Knight, born October 25th, 1940, passed away November 1st, 2023 at the age of 83. If you know sports at all, you know him as a basketball coach. He was an assistant coach or coach for a couple high schools. And then in 1965, he became the Army head coach. 1971, he went to Indiana and was there until 2000. 2001 to 2008, he coached Texas Tech. As a player, he won a NCAA ring with Ohio State in the 60s. As a coach, three-time National champion with Indiana in 1976, 81, and 87. Also made the Final Four two other times in 1973 and 1992. We all know about the chair incident where he throws a chair across the court. He was not happy. I've spoke to many referees about this, how they blame or credit Bobby Knight with man defense and how it either hurt or helped the game of basketball. So he influenced basketball from the 60s to now. Things that he was doing and infiltrating into the game are still around today and will be around for a very, very long time. And then his demeanor, he was just an intense guy. First of all, he was a big dude, real big dude, and he was intense. He would get in your face. He would throw chairs. He would make you listen to him. Definitely a figure in basketball that you looked up to, you respected, And then, you know, as you're hearing him talk and do interviews, you're like, hey, this guy's kind of crazy, but hey, he's a genius and he knows what he's talking about. I always respected him. I actually have his book. Haven't read it yet, but I'm looking at it right now, sitting on my bookshelf. Got to get into that one. Bobby Knight, rest in peace. Thank you for everything that you did for the game of basketball. Matthew Perry, August 19th, 1969 to October 28th. 2023 at the age of 54 you know who Matthew Perry is of course associated with the character Chandler Bing on Friends that ran from 1994 to 2004 he was a lead role in quite a few movies including Fool's Rush In in 1997 love that movie with him and Salma Hayek I always liked watching it my mom put it on one day and I'm like man this is going to be a bad movie and I ended up loving it and every once in a while I'll go check it out maybe it lands in Keep it rolling sooner or later. Who knows? Also in the whole nine yards in 2000 and then the whole 10 yards in 2004. He wrote his memoirs, just came out with them in 2022. Friends, lovers, and the big terrible thing on the wish list. I am going to get it, check it out, read his memoirs. He had a life of all kinds of, I don't want to say craziness, but he had demons He had angels, he had the good, the bad, he lived a full life and he wrote about it and then he passes away. So I'm really interested to see what's in there and I don't know why I haven't got it yet, but I will get it. He was found in his hot tub and pronounced dead there. All I got to say is at least he went out comfortable. If I have to pass away and I'm in a hot tub, I'm not going to be disappointed. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Thank you for entertaining us. For so long. I waited on this one. Sports. Done with RIPs. RIP Bobby Knight. RIP Matthew Perry. I waited on this for a little bit because I even wrote a column about it though. The World Series this year was the most boring. Didn't care about World Series that I can remember. Number five in the American League Texas Rangers against number six in the National League Arizona Diamondbacks. Texas wins 4-1. Even though nobody cared about Texas Rangers and nobody cared about Arizona Diamondbacks except Texas and Arizona. 
Both West Coast teams, so nobody on the East Coast, nobody in the Midwest, cared. Honestly, going into the World Series, I think I knew one player on each team. Maybe two. That was it. Then you get into the games. The first game was exciting. Rangers win 6-5 because of a walk-off home run by Dallas Garcia. Okay, awesome. I was kind of in, like all in, all right. Maybe they're going to prove me wrong and that this is not going to be boring. Because I was saying it was going to be boring from the jump. As soon as it was the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, I'm like, who cares? Game one did prove me wrong. People were talking like, hey, that was an awesome ending. And then game two comes around, 9-1 Arizona. It's tied 1-1. Like, all right, it's tied, but it was 9-1 and it was a really boring game. Game three, four, and five, Texas wins them. 3-1 in game three, super boring low score. Then 11-7, okay, there's action, but it was a blowout, nothing really exciting. Then game five, five nothing, Arizona just kind of hands them the World Series. Just very, very boring. And I know, you know, it's not scripted, thankfully. Don't ever want that. Don't want the games to be Hollywood. Don't want them to be produced for us to, oh, you got to love every game and, hey, we're going to make it a movie. I understand. We don't want that. Let's just play the games how they're played. Awesome. I love that. But, man, for a World Series, you want the best of the best, and I don't feel that that's what we got from the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks. The excitement level wasn't there. The level of play wasn't there. Just not a World Series that I'm going to remember after talking about it and writing a column because it was boring. But there was a cool couple things. Rangers won their first World Series. Good for them. Congratulations, Texas Rangers. Corey Seager put himself in a whole realm of baseball player that I never in my wildest life, dreams, anything, would have thought he would be in. With this World Series. Wins the series and is named the MVP. Member of the Texas Rangers, so that's American League. But he also won a World Series and a World Series MVP in 2020 with the LA Dodgers. So he's got an MVP and a World Series on both leagues with two different teams. Him winning two MVPs in the World Series, he's one of four to do it. Reggie Jackson, Bob Gibson, Sandy Koufax. Hall of Famers, world-renowned names in the baseball world. Or even outside. Everybody knows who Reggie Jackson and Sandy Koufax are. Bob Gibson, I mean, if you're in that time frame when he was smacking home runs and limping around the bases. In all sports, Seager and LeBron James are the only athletes to win championship MVPs with two different teams over a four-year span. LeBron, of course, doing it with the Miami Heat and Cleveland Cavaliers. Then Corey Seager goes into a whole nother atmosphere as Reggie Jackson and Seager are the only players to win MVP World Series with two different teams. And then a step further as Seager is the only player to win World Series MVPs in both the American and National League. I know it happened a little bit ago. Probably already heard that. But man, just what that means should be said probably like every other week. To sit there and say, Corey Seager in the most boringest World Series of all time just did something we may never ever see again. Yikes. Yikes. NBA in-season tournament. Man, I'm a huge NBA guy. I watch a lot of games. I pay attention. I have two fantasy teams. You know, I do all that stuff. I just can't get into this tournament. I like tournaments. I like that what they're trying to do, trying to get everybody excited about the NBA in the middle of the season, trying to get the players and the load management thing out of the conversation and be like, hey, you got to play because people are watching these tournaments or this tournament. I get it. I get it. But the overall excitement about, oh, who's going to win this tournament? I don't care. I'm just not there. I'm not at that point. I don't care who wins the first one or the second one or the third one. Because overall, it really doesn't mean anything except you want a ratings hike. You want ratings hike. You want money. You want people viewing. That's what it is. Other than that, the only thing that matters is the NBA Finals and the NBA Championship at the end of the year. If you're a basketball fan, you're watching games because you like basketball. It's regular season. You want to see how the teams are going to do. That's it. I guess the tournament might hype it up a little bit, but me personally... Just not excited, just don't care. And I should have headed this last one, 
to the RIP list. The Bears, it's over. Hopefully you get a couple great draft picks because you're going to have probably the top two. Unfortunately, looks like Marvin Harrison, the wide receiver from Ohio State, whose dad is a Hall of Famer, won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts, playing with Peyton Manning, saying he's probably going to stay in college. Obviously, Chicago Bears fans wanted him to come to Chicago, get drafted, play with Justin Fields, DJ Moore, try to make a team there. So just things not going in the way of the Bears, and they haven't for so long. RIP to another Bears season, and maybe next year too, if the draft is going to work out that way. Chicago Bulls, man, I don't get it. I don't get how a team with the talent they have cannot put together a string of winning games. No streaks, no nothing, just very, very blah, blah, blase to say the least. Not exciting. It's not fun to watch. You're not winning games. Everything that I thought the Bulls could do in the last three years, they have not done anything. Each year, I think they get worse. Do you trade Zach Levine? Do you just wait for DeMar DeRozan to retire? What do you do with Booch? He's getting older, but he's still a dynamic player when he wants to be. The draft picks... Pat Williams, Kobe White have just been blah as well. Just haven't, you know, got to the potential that anybody thought they would have. Just just nothing has worked for the Bears or the Bulls whatsoever. I'm RIP in both seasons. I know I'm a sucker and I'm still going to watch and I'm still going to care and I'm still going to be a fan. I'm still going to talk about it on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, hopefully more positively in the future. But man, right now, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Well, let's wrap this one up. Episode 308. Thank you, as always, for checking us out, for listening. Always, 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 thank you for showing the love. We try to show it back. We're going to be back with way more shows. I am sorry for the break. Had to get my life together. Had to get Edge of Receipt podcast stuff getting together. Lots of stuff in the works. We have new sponsorship. We have, let me say that again, we have new sponsorship. To add to the ones that we have right now, thank you for everything. Doing the advertisements for our sponsors, First State Bank, Mendota Ford, Surf Internet. Always appreciate you. Can't tell you who just yet, but it's real soon. Real, real, real soon. Also been maneuvering segments and stuff in the shows, changing things. We're going to do without win-lose stat. However, we're going to bring in putting in the work. We're going to take those accomplishments those huge nights, and make sure you know about them. But each and every stat, each and every game, we're going to get away with from that time-consuming, lots of stuff to chat. I know a lot of my normal listeners telling me, hey, we kind of skip over that. Um, You know, we either already know because of Facebook or internet or newspapers or radio or whatever, or there's just too much in that 20 to 30-minute block of just saying names and stats is kind of boring. So, We're maneuvering, we're changing, we're adapting. That's what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. For you to listen to it, for you to want to come back, for you to be excited about each and every show of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and for me too. You know, I'm a sports fan, I'm a podcast fan. I go back and listen to these and be like, man, hey, I remember saying that, but did I know that? I know, it sounds goofy, but it's a lot of fun. That's why we do these and why we make adaptions, changes, and keep going. Also, thank you to Brittany Brooks for being on this show of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The tickets for Uprising and Good as Gold are sold out. However, you can watch on IWTV.com. That's Independent Wrestling TV. There's an app. There's everything you need to be able to watch this show. Today, Uprising, and tomorrow, Good as Gold. We'll be back tomorrow for part two of the Double Shot Edge of Your Seat podcast weekend in lieu, in participation with Dreamwave Wrestling's Double Shot weekend as well. Have a great Friday. Happy Brittany Brooks listening. Until tomorrow, peace. The interview you are about to hear with Brittany Brooks is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. Associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. 
Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with the little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you will receive $100. If you're a fan of Dreamwave Wrestling, then you already know who my guest is. Brittany Brooks, the now first time ever Dreamwave Women's Champion. I wasn't going to start this pod with that, but how can you not the first women's champion of all time? It will go down in history books. Nobody's going to be before Brittany Brooks. How does that sound, Brittany? Uh, it sounds so amazing. The past like couple months being the first ever has been absolutely incredible. Absolutely just like... I've learned so much in such like a little amount of time since even working, like since starting to work with Dreamwave. And like, I don't know, it's just been such a fun ride meeting so many new people, having so many people discover my work for the very first time. It's been so much fun. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been a professional wrestler? So I started wrestling training when I was 14 or 15 years old. So that was about four or five years ago. Ever since then, I had my first match in 2020. It was right before COVID. That one match was at Arizona Wrestling Federation. And then obviously everything shut down for a really long time. And then I think I had my first match back in October. And then wrestled a couple times. I had about like 10 or 15 matches. I wrestled only in Arizona at AWF and the Lucha Company. And then uh, I wrestled like twice out of town. And then I tore my ACL. And then I came back a year ago. I want to say, I think it was December 16th or something like that. December 12th, maybe 10th. So I would consider myself wrestling for like really hard for about a year. Because before then I didn't really do a lot. But nah, I've loved wrestling since I was little. But ever since I like stepped into the ring as like a little, little, little girl, I just fell even more in love with it. And then tearing my ACL really kind of like hurt so much like me emotionally and mentally and just like coming back and do getting to do all this has just been so surreal and so much fun in just a short time you've went through the beginning you've went through an injury you've went through ups and downs and now a championship that is pretty crazy you're you're still pretty young a rookie in the business and you've already got many stories to tell so i'm glad you're on edge of your seat podcast to tell some I'm so happy to be here, so so ready to like, I guess, unload unload my life and the life of the Dreamwave Women's Champion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start your intro. I mean, your name is Britney. Why wouldn't <laughs> the song be Britney Spears? Funny enough, when I was wrestling before I tore my ACL, my song was "Focus" by Ariana Grande because I was a huge—I'm still a huge Ariana Grande fan. I love her music. And then when I was injured, I was like, "Okay, I need to be able to know who Britney is more. I want new gear, new music, new everything, right? And I really want to focus on the character and everything. And that's something that I really worked on when I couldn't do the physical things. I would still like go to training and everything. And then one day, I thought. It's actually because my brother watches The Office, and when they said, it's Britney, and then, uh, and so he just would go around saying that all the time, and I was like, maybe I should listen to the song, because to be honest with you, I was never a Britney Spears fan until now. Now I listen to like all of her music, um, but I didn't know any of her songs, and then I heard that song, and I was like, nah, this is perfect. The beat, the energy, I mean... Just like the feeling, because people always want to clap before I even walk out. I walk out when she says every time they turn their lights on. And I become, I became such a big Britney Spears fan. And the song is just perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'm almost 20 <laughs> years older than you. So when Britney Spears came out, I was in like junior high. 
So I was around oh for God. the whole Britney Spears, you know, phenomenon, all this other stuff. Now she's making crazy videos where she's throwing knives, but she's, she's, she's a baddie. Like I wouldn't want to fight her and I wouldn't want to wrestle you either. Maybe it's just the name Brittany. <laughs> Most definitely. We dangerous. <laughs> you said you started wrestling in Arizona. Is that where you're from? It is. I was born in, I don't even know where, <laughs> somewhere in a hospital in 2004. <laughs> Which is crazy because people, um, I've been really into watching like 2002 wrestling, like 2007 wrestling. And I didn't start watching wrestling until 2011. So like whenever I tell people I was born in 2004, they're always like blown away because it seems like not that long ago. And to me, it doesn't seem that long ago. Like I'm 19 and I still feel like I haven't been around very long. And I still feel like there's so much wrestling I want to discover and learn from and watch and all that. And like. The answer to your question is, yes, I've always lived here. <laughs> <laughs> if you do not have a Peacock account, get one and go through some of the old wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I was born in the 80s, so I've been watching since then the Hulk Hogan deal. You know, I grew up with one of those little uh, wrestling buddies. I think I had a Hogan one. I had an Ultimate Warrior one. I went through the Attitude Era while I was in junior high and high school. Uh, I stopped watching while I was in college, you know, I had other things on my mind, started watching kind of roughly the same time you did around 2011 and 12. And then now it's kind of here and there, you know, because I did watch all the old stuff. So now when you're watching the new stuff, you're like, oh, well, it's not as good as this, but the athleticism is craziness now way better than it was back in the day. And I mean, you're a part of that. I watched your championship match. I've seen some of your other matches and the athleticism, especially in the women's division in Dreamwave, is just phenomenal. Oh, most definitely. Like, I feel like the Dreamwave roster is so talented. And I'm so, so, so happy. You know, especially with the uprising the show this Friday, the all-women show, there's so many talented girls that I cannot wait to wrestle one day. And, like, I don't know, I've already discovered so many people and became a fan of so many people that are on the roster now. Like, I'm so, so honored and blessed to be a part of it. You beat me to the punch. I love it. The first women's wrestling show. Four closer, days, closer. It's four days away, Brittany. Are you pumped? Oh, I am so excited. Like, I literally keep texting uh, Jay from Dreamwave, and, and I'm just so, so, so excited. Um, so ready, because, like, it's crazy because I'm wrestling Masha, and Masha Slamovich has been one of the, the women that I've wanted to wrestle for the longest time. And, like, to even, I mean, she's one half of the Impact Knockouts tag team champion. Like, to even be wrestling somebody with that, esteem and that much she's just like like she's just so good she's a killer and i'm ready i'm ready for masha though like i'm so excited i love it i love it let's get correct info so pumped up about dreamwave this wrestle this weekend friday is uprising the show we're just talking about the all woman show first time ever in dreamwave history is friday december 8th and then december 9th is the rumble oh yeah the good as gold good as gold always awesome so back-to-back -back shows friday december 8th saturday december 9th i mean if you're not a dreamway fan this is the perfect time to get involved oh yes i'm so excited all available on iwtv because the shows are both sold out because you know we could draw both shows are gonna be great i don't know what or who I'm wrestling at Good As Gold, because obviously I'm going to walk out the Dream of Women's Champion, but anything can happen. I'm not putting that energy out there, but, you know. So I don't know who I'm wrestling, but I will be at Good As Gold for sure. Still your Dream of Women's Champion. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got that, uh, that Arizona... I don't, I don't know the word to say. It's not cocky. It's not bragging. You got that, uh, the Arizona sun-dried confidence. confidence. There we go. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. You gotta be. I mean, confidence has always been something that I've struggled with a lot. Growing up in this business, 
I started wrestling when I was 14 or 15, still discovering myself. And I'm 19 now, still discovering myself. Like every single day I find out a little bit more about myself and something that really was hard for me at first, because you go out there and all these people are looking at you and you have to like be bigger than yourself. And what means so much to me is when these little girls and boys come up to my merchandise table and they're just like so happy and honored to meet me. And then I remember the feeling that the Bella Twins and John Cena gave me and when I met the Bella Twins, just how they made me feel. And the fact that I'm able to convey that, I have to be confident. Like, I have to be somebody that these people can look up to. And even if maybe deep down inside I'm not, I need to do my very, very best to portray that and make sure that people know that Brittany Brooks shouldn't get played with and shouldn't get tossed around so, I don't know. I guess I've just been developing my confidence a lot lately, which has been super fun to experience. So, everything you just said, we're going to take that back to your intro song. We don't cuss here <laughs> at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We try to keep it PG. We've got a lot of student athletes, athletic directors of high school, stuff like that, that listen. But your theme song, it's Britney followed by an explosive word. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, hey, I'm here, it's me, and I'm ready. That's kind of what you just said. I mean, even just, yeah, that song changed. The moment that that song plays, I escape from whatever, like, insecurities I have. And I'm just like, nah, like, I'm ready to go. And saying that before I hit my finisher, too, like, it's just, all of that has helped. Like, I used to say nothing before my finisher. And then the moment I realized I need to do something that expresses my confidence more. Just like doing that helped me so much. And I love my song so much. I'm so sad that like I can't play it everywhere because it is a copyrighted song. So um, one day I do need to come up with my own thing. But I definitely want to say that in the beginning of it. And hopefully that won't get copyrighted. Yeah, we don't need you to go to jail. We want you... To be at wrestling shows, especially Dreamwave. We don't want you to go to jail for a copyright. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Speaking of Dreamwave, I mean, you're from Arizona. You get linked up with Dreamwave, obviously, in Illinois. I mean, you're traveling all over the country to do this thing that we call wrestling. I mean, that's got to be pretty awesome, pretty dynamic, especially at the age of 19. Oh, it's crazy. My mom, every weekend, she freaks out. She's like, where are you going this weekend? Please be safe. Please check me when you're there. Like, and I totally understand. So I graduated from high school this past year uh, in May. Just every single weekend, my my friends at school would be like, oh, where are you going this weekend? Like, traveling the country has been absolutely insane. And it's just been so much fun. I'll go to an airport, and I love the energy of an airport. Now, most of the time, I'm exhausted because I don't get a lot of sleep on these wrestling weekends. but. I just remember little Brittany sitting there with a torn ACL and watching wrestling and being like, ah, like I can't wait. And this is, these are the weekends that I've dreamed of. And Dreamwave double shot, the first time I ever wrestled for Dreamwave was their last double shot weekend when they did uh, the, the two summer shows. I think it was called uh, Those Summer Nights and then Summer Explosion. Just incredible weekend and i'm so happy to do that yet again like because it was in august so it's been a couple months since that last double shot i was so excited drew my double shots are so much fun and i'm so ready so ready how ready are you so ready <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah when they started doing these back-to-back weekends man the the old, young wrestling fan of me came out because i love wrestling i always have I will defend it to the death. You can call it fake, but, you know, going through tables, putting your body through that, even without furniture, that is not faking. I auditioned once. I trained for, like, you know, not that long, so I wasn't, like, in great shape. But it is real. I mean, sure, things are scripted. Things are scripted in reality TV. Every show that is on TV is got scripts. It's got things that are discussed behind the scene, things like that. But the actual fitness, the actual activity, bodies being thrown around everywhere, there's no fake in that, Brittany. Almost definitely not. I recently had a weekend off from wrestling, and my whole body hurts. Like, it's it's so crazy because 
I mean, we're on these crazy schedules, and even once you get to, like, that WWE level, you're never resting your body. You're constantly training and working out and going to training and doing all these things, and, like, I cannot wait to hopefully be at that WWE level one day, but, like, even now at the independent level, like, our bodies are wrecked. We literally throw ourselves into battle (laughs) for the entertainment of people, and it's just, it's wild, but it's, there's nothing like it, and there's something so special about it and so so something that i crave and that i guess fans and wrestlers alike just love about it and there's nothing like it i want to take this conversation about 15 different directions but we'll start with this one i mean was wrestling always number one for you was it the all be all or was there anything else that you thought hey maybe i want to do but then wrestling just took over was there any other career options that you thought about so when I was like five years old is when I started watching wrestling and like I loved it and I didn't I didn't know it was something that you could just do because it's like it's like movies like you see it on TV and then you're like oh I could never do that right like I never I thought I would just have to go and do a normal job so when I was really little I wanted to be a cheerleader because I remember uh, one day they had us right down and my mom still has it she has it framed in our hallway it says when I grow up I want to be a cheerleader the one that they throw up in the air and it's funny because you keep saying I'm athletic, but, like, I really struggle with jumping and struggle with, like, you know, athleticism. So I don't know how I could ever survive being a cheerleader. I was actually one in eighth grade. I was definitely the worst one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I wanted to be a cheerleader for a little bit there. I want to say it's because you were in Arizona. That's why. <laughs> Arizona just seems like one of those states that, like, you know, the cheerleading, the the dancing, the stuff like that is more predominant than maybe in other states, a.k.a. Illinois. Yeah, most definitely. I want to say, like, our Phoenix Suns basketball team, there's a huge like, cheerleader thing. I always see them advertise the Arizona Cardinals. Cheerleaders are big here, man. <laughs> you mentioned a couple wrestlers, you know, when, you know, you were younger, you got to see them for, you know, either autographs or just watching them wrestle. You know, you said John Cena, the Bella Twins. Are those kind of some of your you know, mentors or idols that, you know, helped you stay into wrestling once you jumped in? You're like, hey, this is something I want to do. Were those kind of people that you followed? Almost definitely. When I first started wrestling, too, I did the Bella backflip in my entrance. Um, I did like a little running face buster. Uh, I'll still do it occasionally, but yeah, they were huge inspirations for me. Now, though, I watch a lot of Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels. Like I said, in the early 2000s, I just love watching it all, Um, especially with Randy Orton coming back. I love watching him, and yeah, but those three, I want to say, helped me so much and inspired me. Like, I was literally obsessed with them. I had John Cena posters all over my wall, every Bella Twins shirt. I even had that Bella Twins chalk line jacket. And it was actually crazy because a couple weekends ago, I was on this show called Big Event NY, which was like a signing. And the Bella Twins were the headliners of the signing. So I got to see them. I was waiting to like try to talk to them for a second, but they were obviously so busy and the line was so crazy. I wasn't about to like wait in that line because I had also fans at my table trying to meet me. So I could only go away for a little bit. But yeah, it was just so special to be on the same, I guess, like, kind of show as them was so unreal because the little Britney Brooks in me, like, the little girl in me was freaking out because these girls were my idols. I looked up to them and watched everything. I watched Total Divas, Total Bellas, all their matches. Like, we had, like, the little toy belts, and I would grab it and walk around my room like Nikki Bella. And I think one day I need to do an entrance like that with the belt because you know how nikki bella walked with that divas championship held above her head i should do that a dream way <laughs> you should i don't see why not <laughs> okay okay <I'm> <laughs> i got ideas now <laughs> there you go hey sometimes being on a podcast and just talking you know it gets the brain moving yeah gotta gotta get ideas because i i never want to do the same thing a million times because watching wrestling as a kid like i just loved how people could do the same thing but do it differently a million times and like that's what i want for myself speaking of which you just said randy orton if there's anybody that defines that of doing the same thing so many times but doing it differently every time randy orton 
is huge name in that category. And it was awesome. I went to Survivor Series and got to see the return of Orton and CM Punk. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, I was so jealous of everyone there. Um, that was actually one of the questions that I was going to bring to my merch table when people came up and saw me. I was going to be like, hey, did you go to Survivor Series? Because I know it was in Illinois. But yeah, Chicago specifically, right? Yep, it was. It's actually Rosemont, which is a suburb of Chicago. But I mean, okay. if you call it Chicago, only the people that are from Chicago are going to argue with you. But if you say Chicago, <laughs> you say Rosemont. It's all the same. Crazy in there. <laughs> I didn't have a voice the next day. I yelled for Orton. I yelled CM Punk about 3,000 times. I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan, so of course I was singing his song. It was it was awesome. It was a great show. I love it. I got a friend in the area. We try to go to all the Chicago shows as much as possible. We've been to an extreme rules. We've been to Raws. We've been to SmackDowns. All those kind of shows, and now we went to, was it four years ago Survivor Series was in Chicago? I believe it was four years. So we've been to the last two Survivor Series that have been in Chicago. Always a great time, and I don't care what anybody says. I've been to shows in Milwaukee. I've been to shows in different parts of the country, and Chicago fans, Illinois fans, we're the real deal. Oh, most definitely. That's what I've been learning at Dreamwave, too. Like, even just, I know Dreamwave's about an hour out from Chicago in LaSalle, which is funny because the very first time I wrestled for Dreamwave, I tweeted, my Chicago debut. And many people were ready to correct me on that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it is funny that any other state that you go to, you could say you're from LaSalle. You could say you're from Rockford. You could pick any of the millions of town cities in Illinois. You say that a town in Illinois, they're like, oh, you're from Chicago, right? <laughs> I lived in Texas. And anybody that I told to that I said from Illinois, they're like, oh, you're from Chicago. I had people actually call me Chicago like that was my nickname was Chicago. <laughs> Which is funny because in Texas, people are very specific. They're like, oh, there's San Antonio, Dallas, El Paso, Houston. Where are you from? Like, they'll go what part of Texas. But like, to me, Illinois is Chicago. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you fly into Chicago, O'Hare or Midway or wherever. But Chicago, um, there's no LaSalle Airport. Unless there is, and it's just really small. <laughs> there is, and it is small. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Brittany Brooks, I'm excited for you. First Dreamwave Women's Champion ever has the belt going into the first all-woman show Friday, December 8th, Uprising. You have a bright future ahead of you, 19 years old, young in the wrestling game, already been around for a little bit though, got a taste of injuries, got a taste of some drama, got a taste of success, and you're just getting started. Oh, most definitely. And also, to, since we're talking about first, it's my first title defense too. So that's also special about the match, making the match even more special. But, you know, I'm just getting started, and I'm so ready. I'm saying the BB belt collection is starting. I have this belt for Dreamwave. That, like, it's honestly so it's so beautiful, and I'm so, so, so happy with it. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, grab some belts other places, too. So, if you guys stay tuned to me and watch me, you're going to be in for a treat. Please watch Uprising. It's going to be so, so historic. I mean, the card is insane. When I first saw some of the posters, I was like, this is crazy. Like, the people that are on this show are literally international, like, worldwide. It's going to be special, and... I don't know. Nobody does it better than Dreamwave. So you guys are all going to be in for such a treat. And also good as gold on Saturday. It's going to be incredible. Even the matches announced are so hype. I'm so ready. I said so a million times, but it's true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm more excited for the show. And like you said, tickets are sold out, but you can watch it on independent wrestling TV. I mean, they got all the shows. They'll have this show. I think I'm going to have to watch it on that because I'm already booked for the weekend. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I try to make it to every show, but I can't be at this one. It's okay. You'll see me at the next one. No doubt. Perfect. And you'll still 
Jamie still your Dreamway Women's Champion at the next show, too. So, a, a little, little promise there, because that AZ confidence is coming out again. <laughs> I love it. You got the crystal ball out. No, you're like, I don't even need a crystal ball. I already know what I can do. That's pretty much what you just told me. Yeah, you can leave the crystal ball to Kaya McKenna. I got it. Oh, shots too. Taking shots. You know, gotta. I love it. I'm trying to <laughs> do the rest of this interview, but I'm laughing over here. <laughs> Brittany Brooks. It's been a pleasure. I cannot stop laughing. Not laughing like joking around, just laughing because you are confident. You are the women's champion. And you got my loyalty as a fan. Like, I think that you're going to have this belt for a while. You got the confidence. I've seen the skill. I think you got what it takes to be the Dreamwave champ for quite a bit. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. And it's also my pleasure to be on your podcast. It means a lot to me.